Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Again, a little lonely here this evening. Only myself, Adam, Andrew, Ash are all elsewhere occupied this evening. But I've got I've got great company nonetheless because I've got a great guest tonight in Josh. He's uh, going to be joining us to talk all about the Cleveland Browns pick at 26, uh, which was Greg Newsom II, the cornerback. Again, today, towards the very end now of the future of the franchise series, thank you for all your support over the summer. Uh, football is only a couple of weeks away. I mean, the madness of the, the NFL London games tickets has happened in the last couple of weeks. A hot topic, I'm sure, one, but maybe we'll cover at some point. Did you get your ticket sealed, Josh? Are you going to be down in, in Tottenham? I'm hoping to be in America for that. I've got tickets to Browns Broncos. I'm just waiting for Biden to uh, to open the gates. But uh, yeah, I gave my season tickets to my pal who eventually got them through about an hour and a half after it opened. So all good. Well, I got mine was very smooth sailing, but I admit I, I was one of them idiots that got in the queue at like nine, and everyone was like, I thought it was open at half nine or ten. I was like, God, there's like hundreds of thousands of people want to go. Like, just be, you know, come on, get yourself together. Yeah. Go on, go and get yeah. the tickets there. Well, um, wake, wake up, get on the site. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's an obvious, it's been such a it's been such a sore topic and such a, uh, a an event that everyone wants to go to in the NFL UK community and overseas as well if they're allowed to come. But yeah, just just get on the site, get going. Looks like tickets are still available. You know, myself in the franchise tag bunch as well. As I'm sure as the full ten yards bunch, which you're part of, as Josh Henwood is the creative Believe Land Brit, uh, which is a Cleveland Browns. Uh, discussion page topic page uh also a writer and podcast designer a designer for full 10 yards as well good friends of us over here at the franchise tag podcast so i'm sure you'll see the full 10 yards bunch ourselves the whole franchise tag team's got tickets to both games so we'll be around there i'm actually a 15 minutes cycle away from the tottenham ground so it's going to be a very short drunk a very short drunken commute home for me i think i may be able to walk it but given Given how the NFL games usually go, it'd probably be better if I stick myself in a taxi at that point. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, uh, me and Josh really should be bitter rivals. I mean, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, a Cleveland Browns fan. I found out just before we went live, actually, though, he is a Villa fan and I'm a Villa fan as well. So, Whee! you know, though there, there is, we are worlds apart, we are so alike all at the same time, Josh. Yeah, all good. All good. Just uh, Just stay away from you on Halloween, I think. Apart from, yeah. that, apart from that, we'll be all right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we've got lots to discuss tonight. Obviously, we're going to be starting with Greg Newsom the second. We'll probably go into talking more about the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, both of us being supporters of AFC North teams. We'll talk about the AFC North as well. Very hot division this year, as we can imagine. So, Josh, a long time ago now, the draft, April, I saw you do a mock draft of the full 10 yards, bunch, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, you picked Jeremiah Rusukoromoa, the linebacker. Who, the Cleveland Browns did pick in the second round. You said you liked Greg Newsom in the second round, but the picks were swapped in real life and they took Greg Newsom in the first anyway. What was your reaction on the night when Greg's name gets called out and he becomes a Cleveland Brown? So throughout the entire night um, on the full 10 yards, we actually did a live show and I was engaging throughout, even though it was stupid o'clock. And they're <laughs> going, JOK still there. JOK still there. We're going to get... Oh, what? But in the end, after the dust settled and all the rest of it, I felt very much like Raiders fans must have felt when they were able to get Morig in the second round after mm. indescribably picking up Leverwood in the first round, you know, where both players are actually good in first and second round, just it was puzzling as to which way around they were. But, um, but it, it, it was a position that we purely needed 
cornerback. It was the sensible decision. You know, Andrew Berry goes sensible first, not flashy. Um, you know, the, uh, the the cornerback position has been a sore need for us for quite a while. And he is a, you know, he's someone who is going to fit into that defense really well, I think. So, uh, no, as the dust settled, great pick just on the night. I was uh, very sore that we didn't pick up my man, JOK. Well, sensible but not flashy is definitely a topic we'll talk about the clean brands later on because it seems to have over the last few years has completely switched around from being the flashy franchise that has maybe made yes. silly picks and made silly yep. mistakes because to be flashy, but is now becoming more sensible and more level-headed and is, has really got something going on. And I'm uh, very worried as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but well, more 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 <laughs> about last. that. Well, yeah, exactly. It's been a long time coming. Uh, more about that later, though. Um, so with Greg, uh, Greg Newsom, you know, 21 years old from Chicago, but he went to Northwestern's first team uh, all Big Ten in, in 2020. Um, I mean, Northwest only conceded 20 plus points twice all year. Really solid defense, admittedly, not in the strongest division in football. Uh, 71 total tackles, one tackle for loss, one interception, 20 passes defended, and one fumble returned in his career at Northwestern. What impressed you most about uh, Newsom? So it's definitely the passes defended, um, from mm. all of that because he doesn't make flashy plays. He's not that kind of cornerback. He's not the one that's going to get you a lot of interceptions, even though NFL media decided to play his only interception constantly <laughs> again and again when actually talking about him. It's definitely the fact that he is a man-to-man defender. He will follow defenders round. He recognizes zones well. Um, I think he led the Big Ten last year in passes defended, of which is so huge because if you can get that from a, from a CB2, or a CB3, as he might be starting out with, to have someone that is passes defended first. Because if you're not CB1, then you're going to have more passes thrown to you, but it's going to be against lesser wide receivers. So that is exactly the kind of profile cornerback that you need. And that is definitely what is, you know, that's what pricked my ears up when I started reading more about him. Yeah, if you if he can slot into that CB three spot behind maybe Denzel Ward, uh, Troy Hill, or Greedy Williams, wherever the depth chart goes, having yeah. that guy that can just break up the plays, it's not always about the interceptions, is it? In NFL, really, sometimes it's no. just breaking up their plays, being a nuisance on that edge um, against these high profile wide receivers or the wide receivers that aren't as high profile but manage to get the yards in. Um, how do you think Newsom will adapt going from a a Small, no offense, Northwestern, but a smaller school, let's say, in not a, a, a massive division. How do you think he'll adapt into this defense? Because it's an already very young backfield when we, we talk about the guys we just talked about there. Um, and it isn't an impressive defense with a lot of big characters on that defense. How do you think his game will adapt from the college in, into the NFL? So I think a lot of people overstate the the transition from college to NFL from mm. that sort of aspect in terms of how will they fit? Because I think it's definitely more, if you've got a plan and the player fits into the plan, it's going to work really well. Joe Woods must love this pick. You know, he Joe, Joe Woods wants players that will fly over the field, stick to men. He likes man defense of which I was crying out for more last season, but he didn't mm-hmm. have the actual parts to make it work. You know, he's going to a dime defense as soon as Delpit's him, uh, healthy. And I think that he's going to be that plug-in-and-play player that will, you know, he he will match his assignments. He'll be asked to cover 
you know, the second or third wide receivers, maybe the tight ends, you know, he, he will he will end up being the guy that they will look to in order to provide assurance almost. And that is what Joe Woods loves having a shutdown corner that will, you know, just be reliable to break up the passes. Um, I, d- I don't worry about his mentality. His mentality is very community driven. That is Cleveland all over. Cleveland already loves him. Cleveland loved him from day one. I mean, he ended mm-hmm. up, he got drafted and he went to a Cavs game the next day mm-hmm. and, you know, straight away he felt at home and he's already started taking part in so much. So I think he's very integrated into the city already. And also having a young backfield, that just means he should be able to slot right in. Because well, also- if he was experience, then, you know, he might feel a little bit, outside looking in but you know realistically you should just be in with peers there well it also means you've got a unit that will you would hope stick together for at least five four years and cohesiveness is one of the biggest things in the nfl that i don't think people talk about enough we talk about it with things like the offensive line and stuff like that yeah. but any group any in position, the nfl yeah 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 the cohesiveness is the biggest important thing and you look at like the seahawks you know, they're, they're Legion of Boom, you know, they're, that was the cohesive unit. They were Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Rich Sherman, um, them players, they, they were cohesive because they played together for a long time in that Seahawks team. And if, I, I mean, you could have that point too here, I think in Cleveland, it is that good, I, I believe anyway. Um, we talk about the positives though, Greg Newsom. Um, what do you think his weaknesses were at uh, Northwestern? So the first thing, and this is something of which I think plagues every single player in the backfield for a Cleveland defense for probably the last five odd years, the Mm. reliability to stay on the field. You know, Mm. he played 18 games throughout his college career. Um, He has had problems with injuries. Um, And to be honest with you, that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Um, Hopefully it's just a case of being unlucky the fact that he was able to show enough on tape to get picked in the first round shows that there is talent and potential there. Just uh, just a case of needing to stay healthy. And then in terms of his actual gameplay, he's not the quickest. So he makes up for that by being more aggressive. You know, works if you're being a, a, a tip-for-tack uh, man-to-man defender that's looking to break up plays. And that's why he has the passive defender that he does. I get the feeling though he's going to draw a few flags. That's, mm. uh, that's definitely the worry. And it's, I think with Greg Newsom that he was outside of that, like top three that everyone talked about with JC Horn, Caleb Farley and uh, Patrick Sertain. There was like this, underbelly of other cornerbacks who are really good and I feel like it, a lot of the talk was that Greg Newsom was the top of the pile of them guys but this guy mm-hmm. is just below them top three three guys no Caleb Farley dropped because of injury Patrick Sertain JC Horn obviously going in the top 10 um I, I mean would it would would you have liked to have maybe moved up the board to have targeted one of them bigger name corners I mean it, 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 in all honesty not to be rude it's been quite a while since Cleveland Browns have picked outside of that top 10 mark. And I know you have in the last few years, but obviously you were usually expecting to get one of them top 10 guys coming out of a draft for many years with the Miles Garretts of the world and Baker Mayfield and players like that. Did you think there was going to be any movement by Cleveland on the night to go up and, and get a, a more of a name or even maybe you've moved down actually, if they were thinking they did great with getting JOK in the second, maybe they could have, dropped down and got equally a, a really good corner in the second round as well. Are you surprised there was no movement? 
No, not really. Um, and that's just because that it feels like a very typical Cleveland uh, front office move to stay as to where they are unless a deal comes around that's really going to work in their favour. That's why they jumped up to get JOK in the second round, because they saw that there was a chance to get, well, who I thought was a top 14 pick, let alone anything more, for JOK mm. by just moving down three picks, I think it was, in order to get him. But in terms of moving up in the first round, um, I mean, I can understand it, but how much are you giving away to move up mm. maybe 10 spots? If you're looking at JC Horn, you're looking at moving maybe 15 picks. Mm. That's a lot of capital that you're going to have to give up to go 15 picks. And if if you got a guy that you like with the profile, you know, maybe they did reach to get Newsom. I think that they reached maybe by a round or two, you know, in some of the guides that I read, including the full 10 yards one, they had him down as a third, fourth rounder, which I think is a bit too low. But, mm. you know, they probably reached for him. But if they if they like the system, like scheme and, and it ended up working in terms of what they wanted elsewhere by the looks of it. So all fair play to them. But no, I don't think that they were going to, I didn't think they were going to move out. And I'll tell you what, it was lovely. I was actually <laughs> able to watch a draft, think, I don't know who we're going to get for once. I, I don't <laughs> know where we're going to pick. I'm going to enjoy my beer here. And it's 3 a.m. and I still don't know who we're going to pick. And <laughs> it's 4 a.m. and I still don't know. So, yeah, it was lovely for once. <laughs> Not as tense on the shoulders when you when you, when you you think it's going to be this guy and you, it is going to be this guy and whether you agree with it, whether you disagree yeah. with it. And having that notion of uh, mysteriousness around the pick is always... Is always good fun. I mean, the Steelers. Hey, it's good when it's not a quarterback. Well, even better. <laughs> I, I, I they didn't get a start on quarterbacks of the Pittsburgh Steelers, my man. We'll talk about that later, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, with, with with this pick now, when you look at this backfield, I mean, Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, obviously didn't play at all last year due to his injury. John Johnson, you brought him in, which again we talked about fancy, uh, you know, the fancy and the. Uh, more level-headed pick. I thought that was one of the free agent signings of the of the offseason. Yeah, Personally, and, uh, I was. I thought I rated it so much. I hated it so much being a Steeler fan and knowing that I'm going to come up, exactly come up against him twice a year. And you look at that that name, and I think when you you read them names, you could argue this is the best young secondary in the NFL. Um, would you agree? I mean, the only thing I would say is when I did look at the stats. It, they were not as good as I thought they were. Now they're they're right. It's numbers on a piece of paper. I admit. Uh, I think there's a lot more to come from these guys. And like you said, there was health issues last year. Grant Delpit didn't play. He didn't have Josh Johnson there. Mitley, Ronnie Harrison, I believe, only got traded midway through the season. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if he was there at the start. No, I Greedy think he Williams. Was, but I think he was injured at the start. Mm. And Greedy Williams was Mister Mister Fair bit of time as well. Yeah, um, he, had a, he had a shoulder injury all season. Williams did. Yeah, so yeah. It, with if these guys all do stay on the field, do you think this is the best young secondary in the NFL? I mean, young secondary, yes. Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, it's about staying healthy. I mm. don't trust us to stay healthy. That's the thing. Williams is always going to have injury issues. He's had injury issues all the way through camp as well. He's been kept off with all sorts of different things. Mm. Um, Ward is always going to have a game or two where he's likely to hobble off. Um, I can imagine that Newsom's going to be the same. But what I like now is that there is more depth in the secondary. Mm. We had no depth last year. 
I mean, we were having to rely on Andrew Sindejo to be our strong safety. <laughs> and yeah, no. I mean, employee 23 got a hell of a lot of uh, berating on Twitter and everything else throughout <laughs> the season because I think he had a total of 0% passes defended. It was that <laughs> bad. Um, so it's def- I think it's definitely most improved. Mm. Um I think it's probably top five in terms of best young secondaries. In terms of defense entirely, I'd say top 10, mm. simply because they've not got the depth all the way around. The defensive line's fine, but mm. if Garrett or Clowney goes down, then there's issues immediately. And Garrett hasn't done a full season yet. He's always missed a few games for injury concerns or other matters shall we say <laughs> well we've both we've both done signed uh old defensive linemen this year you've had david clowney we've had melvin ingram melvin ingram looked really good the other game actually i was quite surprised but yeah, that was again, one i hated you for i well, i have zero confidence about him staying on the field i, I don't think he'll go for a, a full season no way no, but the um, impact he will have, Jesus. Yeah, he's a, he's some player, but Jadavian Clowney, an impact player yeah. as well. I mean, equally, both of them guys. That's going to be really interesting to see for both our teams is is having that new older Betty player come onto the team and seeing what they can do because a, a, a good season for the Steelers or the good season for the Browns for either of them players could totally revitalize their career and yeah. not revitalize because that sounds like they've had a bad career, but Clowney's not lived up to the hypes of being no, what, Cl- number Clowney two. Clowney needs a big season. Clowney needs yeah. a big season because the last couple of years he has circled the drain somewhat. I think yes. that that's probably not harsh to say. Um, and, Ingram, and he's been in the shadow of Watt as well. He's been in the shadow of T- yeah. JJ Watt in Texans for a long time. Yeah. So he, so he, I think he really needs it. And Ingram, uh, Ingram's one of those that I always look at as a name and think, wow, Melvin Ingram, you know, he, he's a but the paper never stacks up Mm. so you know i think that he needs to be able to make the paper stack up yeah i i totally agree uh well moving on from greg newsom let's talk about our franchises because we are linked um firstly i'd like to congratulate you for last year in the wild card i am not one of these steelers fans or these diehard fans that is aggressive or anything like that i was actually like, wow, good for the Browns. Like, we didn't turn up. We got found out. You were better than us. I completely was happy Was was happy to see you guys go through in a way because when you look at that team, being a Cleveland Brown fan now, Josh, you must be, this must be the most excited that you've been ever as a Browns fan because you look at this team now. Ba- All right, Baker's a QB, but the team's not running through Baker. That's okay. I think you just yeah. need a good a guy who can throw the ball pretty well and is, is, is mobile in the pocket at times. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, best two-punch in football, probably. you got a, a wide receiver unit of OBJ, if he can stay fit. Jarvis Landry, if he sticks around as well. Jarvis Landry. Um, who uh, who else is there? Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones looked decent last year. You brought You're going to see uh, him explode this year as well. You really are. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really like him. I, bet, I think he was on... The Michigan Spartans, all or nothing on Amazon. I'm pretty yes, sure. He, and he, yeah, he must have been. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because I, I when he came, when he got a reception last, like one of his first receptions in the game for the Browns, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Michigan. Like, I remember watching that and remember his name and everything like that. But I don't think he, he was like a sixth round pick from what I remember. He was. He was a sixth. He was a late sixth round pick, mm. and. Everyone was clamoring for him as well. It's like, oh, I'm going to get DPJ, going to get DPJ. And I was one of those that was like, 
oh yeah i actually watched him in the one college game i watch a year (laughs) and like yeah he would actually be pretty decent and that since that cincinnati game where he scored where he caught the buzzer beater to Mm. complete the comeback i think that that kind of set in motion that they could trust him in big moments and he has gone to show that and i think that they're going to give him a lot more this season as well and you've got Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, yeah. uh, and then that defense as well. Like I said, with the secondary, Miles Garrett on the line, David Clowney on the line. I mean, what what is the expectations for the Cleveland Browns this year, really? What what would you target as being a successful season? Obviously the playoffs, but we've also got to be realistic of, is it going through more to the playoffs? What, what would be your expectations? So I'm going to answer that by going backwards. I'm going to look <laughs> at, so I am going to look at last season where, Regular season-wise, I think that we had the ghosts of the last 20 years where, Mm. you know, there there have been some seasons where we've been close but then completely messed up towards the end. There have been the one or two sparks. And then there's been the promised years of which ended up flat on their face, the constant changes. So I think that last year was all about being constant, having a plan in place, sticking to that plan and getting into the playoffs, you know, I, I actually think that getting into the playoffs was the bigger moment of... It was the bigger of the Steelers games in December. Mm. Um, so, sorry, January even. So, you know, just getting there was big. Beating the Steelers at Heinz Field was then another thing because that shook off another who, um, voodoo curse of which mm. we seem to have. Don't do well at the catch-up ground. Then hmm. um, I think we should have beat the Chiefs. In that division game, I could give you some of it. So momentum shifted in that second Mm. half. Momentum shifted, and I think we choked more than the Chiefs won it. And then, if you beat the Chiefs, I think that we could go toe to toe with the Bills. Personally, I I think that us and the Bills are relatively similar. The only difference is the offenses are wired differently, Mm. Um, of which I think that that would have been a much closer championship game. And then and then we probably would have got blown out against the Tampa Bay Bucks anyway. But. You know, yeah. in terms, but at least in terms you got to the Super Bowl. Well, that exactly. Was the case. <laughs> yeah. So, so I actually think that based on the way that the playoffs ended for us, that there is no reason why the Super Bowl shouldn't be the goal, mm. especially now that we actually have a defense. We had the twenty-eighth ranked defense last year. Mm. You know, for uh, I think that was for points allowed and yards allowed. You know, there is no way we're going to end up with the 28th worst this year. We had to outscore teams last year. Hopefully, we can start dictating games this year. So, yeah, I think that the Super Bowl window is open. But if you were to ask me as to what I'd be happy with, it would be another playoff, another playoff win at least. I'd like to be in the divisionals again, mm. um, and I'd like to at least be like like to at least not be considered massive underdogs against someone like a Chiefs or a Bills because I think that we are at the table, albeit not at the head of the table. Mm. I think there's a fair argument to say that you you held your own against the Chiefs, don't get me wrong. Mm. I think it is with people like the Chiefs, it's just that much more quality in yeah. in every in every area. And I actually think against the Bills I'd argue the same 
is that I think Josh Allen is a far superior quarterback. Uh, Stefan Diggs is a far superior wide receiver to anyone you have. Um, running backs, but Stefan Ooh. Diggs is far superior to OBJ and Jarvis Landry. But then, oh, but then it's only, but then it's only one versus two. Then because you I, can just you can mark Diggs out out of a game if you're focusing mm, on him enough. But you didn't have your best secondary players at the time. No, that's true. That's and true. <laughs> and also. Uh, your running back's way better. Don't get me wrong. Defensive lines, yours is way, yours is better. I, I, that is the one weakness of the, the Bills is their defensive line. I think I don't think I think people like Jerry Hughes and stuff like that is it's not working out. Hence why they're going to take Gregory Rousseau. Yeah. I do think their secondary is very underrated. And though it's we know, like, no, we know though we know like True Davis White's incredible corner and stuff like that. Like Justin Poyer, Micah Hyde, they've got some good depth in there as well. There is a lot of good and that. It would have been a really fun game. Like either yeah. way, it would have been a really fun game. I feel like uh, but, it would have been more fun than Chiefs Bills because I feel like that that was more of a mismatch almost. I feel like the Chiefs have their number. Yeah, and I also feel like every game that the Chiefs plays in that sort of playoff spot now is like, well, the Chiefs are going to win this. Yeah, there's no like, what if if they maybe you never know. Yeah. That was what so what was what that's what was it like the Super Bowl was great. Don't get me wrong, it was amazing to see Tom Brady in the books do that. And to see the crumbling of the Chiefs was even even yeah. better for for us AFC fans anyway because they just dominate the division. Oh yeah, but it, it's it was fun. But it's still we still went into Super Bowl going well. This is the Chiefs Super Bowl to lose. Like Who it wasn't. You? I I well I think there was. I think there was discussion. I didn't. I thought Tampa would put up a fight, but I thought the Chiefs would would win. Um, I just yeah, I think. It's hard in the NFL, you know, like I did some predictions of week um, just because we were just thinking about it, about like how the divisions would end up. And I sent it to the group chat and I just got decimated. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like some of these games are just so tight now. And some yeah. of these divisions are so tight now. And you just don't know what team you're going to get. In there. You look at some of these teams on paper. For example, the Vikings is one of these teams I find anyway. On paper, the Vikings are really good. Yeah. But they they're but they're ter- game but they're to game when they go on the field, yeah. Oh, they can be so bad. Their defense yeah. can be so bad, and sometimes their offense just doesn't get going in games either. Darwin Cook doesn't get going in some games, and sometimes the receivers don't get going, and it can be a bit. And some teams just outscore them. And I just think there is such fine margins now in the NFL. But what I love, don't love at the same time, the Steelers is the FC North was a division that was has been. Steelers dominated it. Ravens have then come up above us and then started, to, you know, with Lamar and doing really well. Now you guys have entered the fold. We can't forget about Cincinnati with Joe Burrow because yeah, that could be a that could that anything could happen in Cincinnati at the minute. I don't think either of us. Either, I think both of us would happily admit looking at them games, going, "I really just don't know how it's going to go at the minute because we just don't know what our team's going to be." What's your predictions for the AFC North this year? Oh, so, sorry, I'm trying to think back now. We did our AFC North part only a couple of weeks back. Um, oh, well, it's a couple of weeks back. It's okay, mate. You've slept since Yeah, then. I can allow you to right. it. <laughs> oh, if only that was in the notes before and I could have brought it all up. No, um, so <laughs> I've got the Ravens and the Browns. At, uh, I think I've got them at 11, and, 11 or 12 wins mm. each. And I think that I think that pretty much the the, the North matchups between each other will be very close. I think the Bengals okay. will end up on the worst side of all of them just because they're not mm-hmm. ready yet. I think given another year or two of building up and the Bengals will be right up there. I just don't think they're there yet. And training camp 
does make me worry about Burrow and Chase. Mm. Um, simply because I am definitely one of these people that will die on a hill saying that they should have drafted an O-lineman rather than Chase. But <laughs> uh, I'll be proved wrong in three years' time after they've drafted some more O-lineman. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've got Browns and, and uh, Ravens at 12 because they've got easier schedules as well. Pittsburgh mm. did not do themselves any favours by winning the division, um, nope. which means that you've got the toughest schedule. You've got a quarterback that I think is starting to show his age now. You know, I don't think he's aged anywhere near as gracefully as the others in his age bracket. I see you at, I think I've got you at eight and a half, like no, so, sort of 500 just above. Um because yeah. it, it's more because of the fact of your schedule. Your schedule's really it's tough. It's so you? tough. I've not been very favourable in our AFC North matchups either. I've, I've been got very, you... I've been very negative about them, to be honest. I've got you losing both to the Ravens. I've got you splitting yep. one with us. And I've got oh. you splitting one with Cincinnati, I think. I can't remember. I think I've, I think I've got us losing to Ravens and Browns twice. Splitting with take, Cincinnati. Oh, splitting. Jeez, yeah. you are. You're, you're like I'm me. Being you're really you're a rather negative. Um, you're you're I, a negative you, homer. I, I just, I just, I feel like we've lost. I, I, I think there's age, yeah. um, on both sides. I, like you know, I don't trust like Joe Hayden. The cornerback situation is a bit bleak. It's only really Minka Fitzpatrick in the backfield. Tremaine Edmonds is sorry, Terrell, Terrell Edmonds, not Tremaine. Tremaine Edmonds is the Bills. Edmonds, we've yeah. got. The other, That's one. Right. Yep, the other um, one. He's not. He's not been amazing. Uh, defensive line's got weaker. O line's weaker. Big Ben. I still trust in him. Like I'm okay with him. Like looking a bit older. Just mm. the, ever was people complacent about us just throwing the ball short and like just getting slow lads up the field. I'm okay with that. If that keeps you healthy and that wins us games, that's fine. Yeah. I'm obviously buzzing about Najee Harris. Like I was. That's that's going to be your so big, happy. Yeah, that's going to be your big pieces you're actually having a run game when i saw that you drafted a g harris i was like oh, why <laughs> why do you now have a run game that's the one thing you didn't have and it was the one thing we could count on was just forcing him to pass but no mm. that's that was the best move that you could have made because of the fact that i think that you're going to have to stop making ben pass 60 times in a game yeah. because it's just not good for him it's not good for him it's not good for you guys you know the turnovers will get worse. I think that you got that you're actually lucky with how little turnovers you had last year, mm. and you'll be able to keep it down now because you can keep them guessing with the with the uh, run game. One guy on your side that I would still be pessimistic on is Juju Smith Schuster. I think that he's got this season. He needs to prove himself, and I mm -hmm. think that he ends up being. I think he's your your WR one. I think. Um, yeah, and he's not. Yeah, and he's not a first wide receiver. And stop dancing on logos. I know it sounds. <laughs> I, I, I I know it sounds like a trope, and I know it's got to be boring to hear. But he danced on the Steelers' own logo after a preseason game. I mean, why? Why, man? Just get off the TikTok and play football, and just stop talking to reporters. I, I, the whole same old Browns thing. I know it was probably taken out of context, but why feed us that when we're already feeling down before a playoff game? <laughs> just, just give us everything, you know. It's so, so yeah. 
I would He's like to point out this, this this is the Browns saying this is a Browns fan with Baker Mayfield on every single advert in between every yeah. game yeah. every week is uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've already had one money manzel and now exactly. it's money money Mayfield exactly <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but at if... least that's at least that's scheduled it's all in the summer it's all very <laughs> out there you know he doesn't have to focus on it on the game you're not exactly going to get an opposing player going hey those progressive ads don't really need them do we <laughs> well if we've learned anything from josh henwood tonight he is a firm traditionalist we know that um well josh really appreciate you coming on my man where can we find all your stuff on uh social media i know i believe i believe lambert is uh your cleveland browns uh page um but where else can we find your stuff Right, so get ready for the long list because I'm nah, pretty good. much everywhere. So for mm. my Cleveland stuff, at Cleveland Brit, as you can see, my personal stuff, of which I talk more politics than I do football, but hey-ho, um, at jhenwood92. And then for the full 10-yard stuff, uh, at full 10, 10 being the number, yards, um, there you'll see pretty much everything. And we're going to be putting on a hell of a lot this year. Revamp site, new guide out. It's It's all full blazing and loving every minute well definitely go check that out i know that you can get the full 10 yards guide i believe with a discount code uh with the franchise tag you have to go find that on our social media because i have not got it wrote down nor it, i, I know it off by heart because i'm the one that put it on the site yeah if you go oh, to go. full 10 yards click on the uh, black banner that's got the guide the digital guide you can get for a quid off with the code tag t-a-g there we go. Josh knowing more than the host of the franchise tag. That's uh I should have been better prepared, eh, Josh? Thank you. You've, you've had my back there, my man. Um oh, fellow, yeah. fellow fellow villa fans, that's why we always have each other's back. Part of months on the NFL some days. Um enjoy going to America if it all opens. I hope it does, and I'm sure you'll have a great time there. Fingers crossed for you. Um and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us again, Josh. Thank you for everyone who supported this as this summer with the future of the franchise series. We have got all our main shows coming out very soon. We're having a, a very hopefully a good staff meeting tonight to try and work out how we're going to do everything in the season. But to be, don't worry content's coming out we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it we're gonna be at the Tottenham games like we said hopefully we'll be doing some stuff there as well um but if not we'll, we'll just catch you and maybe have a beer with you and just chat some NFL because that's what we love doing um until then have a good rest of your week keep looking for the tickets if you haven't got them already I'm sure there's lots of people selling them there'll be more near the time so don't panic and don't have a go at each other on Facebook because it is panic. just annoying panic just take it put him in disarray don't listen to panic. me <laughs> <laughs> until then have a good rest of your week guys see you later